Scotland are in dreamland as our great nation becomes just one game away from qualification from an actual tournament. And Hearts have nine points out of nine and sit top of the table, poised and ready to start the season with a new young elite Ballon d'Or winning striker <laughs> making his mark today. My name is Jarvie and I am joined once again by Simon, Paddy, Cameron and Hammy. And together we are at the Broken Hearts podcast and as always you are at the Lonely Jam Tarts Band. First things first, boys. David Abua has signed for Newton Hall. <laughs> Get a real job. <laughs> um, what's he doing? Oh, he's nailed it, man. I'm delighted. I'm going to get a season ticket ASAP. You go and watch those games. I like uh, Newquay Hall. Don't have a don't have a like a stadium with that. <laughs> you could just go and watch David Abia play, and I Aye. fully intend on doing that soon. Oh. I mean, if if they did, they would just offer you a streaming version, so it's probably a good thing. Oi. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's just kick off Cameron, and first of all, let's have a look at the Scotland games, uh, since we seem to have played a hundred times in the past seven days. Um, cash your mind back to our nil-nil draw uh, to go on to win on penalties against Israel. What was your thoughts on that, first of all? I don't know what you think about Scotland. and You know, we've got two games in the space of four days, 210 minutes, one goal, and we've won both games. So, you know, we're suddenly one game away from a major tournament. It's so Northern Ireland, doesn't it? Bizarre, yeah. I mean, I think the big thing for me is that the views amongst the Tartan Army are so... Uh, polarised at the moment you know you've got people really pleased with the results and, and where we're at and, and rightfully so and then you've got others who seem completely disgusted by the performances and probably rightly so it's it's a bizarre situation yeah it is um, talk about the Slovakia game and then give us your thoughts on it all overall then um, 1-0 win Dykes getting the goal with a nice assist from O'Donnell yeah lovely finish thank you um, Dykes took it really well I think he's been one of the bright spots since he's come into the team he, um, he looks like he could be a reliable option which is something we've waited on for a long long time now Hi. Um, target men with good feet don't come <laughs> very often <laughs> uh, what, what did you think of uh, McBurney and Dykes playing together up front I'm still not convinced McBurney does a lot for us um, I mean he, he looks solid but I think um yeah, he's nothing special. I really don't think he is. And um, maybe there's a, there's a a kind of biased view in the fact that I don't like the way he's handled his Scotland career at this point. But yeah, I'm, I'm not a massive fan. That's fair enough. Um, what was his comments he made in the tunnel that were caught on uh, court recorded again? Said it was fucking I think he basically shite. said he was glad he wasn't having, to, wasn't, wasn't having to come up. Yeah, did not call it a shite hole or something. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. And then he um, pulled out from the last group um, and then played in a friendly like the same day as Scotland would have been playing. Because apparently a friendly is completely different. <laughs> Aye. Yeah. I do think like the the one thing for me that kind of stood out is I thought we looked much more solid in these games than we had previously. We, we looked like we had a bit of shape about us and I don't know if it's because we were suddenly lacking players and you know there's been a lot of talk about Steve Clark not knowing his best eleven. Suddenly kind of forced into almost playing a starting eleven. He wasn't having to play players out of position in the same way. And I don't know if that maybe helped us. I think it did. Mm-hmm. You don't have the tyranny issue all of a sudden, you know, it's he only has to play Robertson and then the back three actually looked fairly decent. Mm-hmm. Um what's your thoughts on the the centre back situation. It's been arguably our, our weakest area, along with up front and right back and the wings. <laughs> um, but we seem to have found a, a decent centre back in Gallagher. I think he looked outstanding. He, he really did, and he looked assured as well, which is the one thing that we always have an issue with. You know, players kind of seem to panic um, back there for Scotland because they are seeing a lot of players coming at them all the time. So, no, I thought he looked very assured and. To be honest, I think McTominay's looked much better back there as well. Aye, improving. Um, and what about the Considine call-up? How bizarre is that? <laughs> 33 years old and, and getting your, your first cap. But uh, yeah, no, I thought he looked quite good. Fair play, Tom. There's, uh, there's a lot of very raging high bees, Cameron. 
um, that Ryan Porteous was already in the squad and he never got his game. Considine came straight in, straight in the squad. I mean, I don't care. Um, <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> like, I, I don't care. That's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I, I thought it was, uh, it was good. a good laugh for Steve Clark. Good man. Um, <laughs> uh, looking ahead so we're recording this just after the, the Rafe game but we've just witnessed yesterday um, a Ballon d'Or um, future winner being born we'll come on to that shortly so looking ahead to tomorrow's game against the Czech Republic um, how big a game is that considering the one after Serbia I think it's important to get to get a win here so we're full of confidence going ahead I think massively, but then again, you know, we're in a tournament where the whole history of this tournament, we've only ever lost one game. So surely we are now the team to beat. The the king of nations. (laughs) King of nations, aye. Um, King of group B, or division, (laughs) if you call it. That's fair enough. And um, Hammy, before COVID was a thing, um, you offered to drive us all to Belgrade <laughs> we got there <laughs> um, what should, do you think we should still go? of course aye I mean obviously the Scotland restrictions mean we can't share a car so we'll need to just cross the border first on public transport and then we're golden we'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a plan to me like um, I've got to say especially after the Slovakia game where we played a lot better I'm feeling quite optimistic going into the Serbia game now don't know about you boys. Do you think do you think it's our I mean, time? You feel optimistic about everything, Jeremy, so I don't know if that says anything. <laughs> I do. It's not a bad way to live. But what I'd, 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 I'd agree with you. in Norway. Oh, 100%. Yep. I think hmm. we've dodged a bullet there and I think it gives us the best chance to get through. That was oh. a bit of a surprise, that as well. Oh, aye. See, when Norway equalised, I thought, ah, well, it was too good to be true. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not a massive optimistic person, but I think we we can get through. I genuinely think we can get through. I agree. Addy, you're oh. frowning. <laughs> All right, we'll see. Oh. Addy's already got oh. a bet on for a Mitrovic hat trick. <laughs> the yin to your yang, Javi. <laughs> the pain in my ass. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens, but at the end of the day, if anyone's going to go to Serbia, play tight and get a nil-nil draw maybe nick a nick a wee goal well that is the one thing we've never lost in a penalty shootout (laughs) that was like the first extra time since the 60s or something like that is that right I saw it was our first ever penalty shootout aye Aye, it's because we never qualify for it you don't get penalty shootouts in qualification (laughs) group stages (laughs) we used to though (laughs) yeah it's true (laughs) but yeah I would like to think you do not think that what we've got to really hope for is that we'll have the pubs open by the time this game comes round and that we won't go to extra time so that we won't be thrown out before the end of the game. <laughs> Hi. You, uh, you enjoyed your night in the diggers then for this real game, Cameron? It was fantastic up to a point. And then I watched the rest of the game on my phone. <laughs> Did I you just to, watch it outside the pub? Pretty much. I had to meet you guys because obviously, <laughs> you know, when you stream it on your phone, you get a delay. So I had I don't want to know oh, if the penalties had went in or not. Oh, so right. yeah, it was not ideal. <laughs> no, that's putting it politely. Okay, so I it sounds to me like Scotland are going to a major tournament. Absolute scenes, and you're driving us to Belgrade. I think there's actually going to be some fans in that stadium. Really? Awesome. There'll be a lot inside it. <laughs> We're in high vis jackets, <laughs> pretending to be security, kicking a bit. Let's do it. Um, moving on from Scotland related matters let's have a look at hearts um, now, am I right in saying I was the only person to pay 10 million pounds to actually watch this game on Saturday yep yep <laughs> oh yep <laughs> just just occurred to me I'm boycotting uh, boycott anyway, so. boycott now I'm well, not really I... a massive boycotter but this one <laughs> like just I am no pain this one I was hanging out my arse and had better things to do. <laughs> I uh, actually cut short like whole family plans with in-laws to get home for three o'clock to watch Hearts play Cowden Beef. You're a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, how beef bad get... were the family plans? 
Oh, I was pushing in the rain because obviously with uh, government restrictions, we had to meet outside. So, um, yeah, conveniently, we ha I had to go home and into the dry. So that was fine. <laughs> um, but yes, I gave Cowden Beef around £5, which uh, was gut wrenching. And it was a terrible game of football, which is a, was a total shock. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just to, to have a quick quick run through, because there was some things. Um, I rushed home and frantically got myself ready for the three o'clock kickoff. Um, and there was a technical difficulty until the 10th minute. <laughs> <laughs> so never saw a thing until 10 past. Um, it was until the 17th minute, finally heard commentary. We are finally, after a lot of banging and different hissing <laughs> noises coming through, Laurie Dunsire came through apologising frantically. Watching the actual game, Craig Gordon had tracks with bottoms on. <laughs> Wasn't expecting a very busy day. Um, it was windy as fuck. The stadium was as bad <laughs> as I remember from the last time I saw, saw it. Um, and I, um, seriously, well, we started in, a, in what seems to be our typical 4-2-3-1 formation before changing to a 4-4-2 from the half an hour mark. Um, it was basically just a big frantic game of a lot of low narrow crosses, uh, a ton of field passes trying to get it in the box. We just couldn't get any touches in the box and get any shots away. Um, and when we did, they were nowhere on goal. Um, we did see the debut of Scott McGill, um, who looked very composed and confident, playing in quite a deep uh, central role. He was always looking up and playing the positive balls from deep. Pretty cushy job, mind you, when you're playing away to Cowden Beef. Um, but an ideal, <laughs> an ideal debut for McGill. He looked absolutely fine. We'll come on to him a bit more when we're talking about the Rafe game. Um, on the 27th minute, a high-pitched noise came through my headphones, which made me need a shit immediately. <laughs> it's absolutely terrifying. Um, yeah, the first half was just terrible. Um, at half-time, Laurie Dunsire wasn't even talking. You were just watching the Cowden Beef players training. <laughs> um, this really seems worth the £5 or £10, whatever it was. <laughs> However, highlight of half-time... Um, just before the game restarted, I think Laurie picked up his headset again. He didn't realise um, it wasn't on mute. And he was uh, trying to explain to Gary Locke how to speak into a microphone. <laughs> 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 just hear Gary going, what, this bit, this bit, hey. And then eventually we heard about 30 seconds of uh, Gary Locke's views that were generally that we were playing shite. And then <laughs> the second half started. Um, second half was equally as awful. Um, Ginelli had a penalty claim. Uh, he also went close from a, a header, kind of nice cross, just headed it wide. Um, I've got to say the 65th minute mark, I did check the in-play odds for it to finish 0-0. I'm sure it was 9-1 and I was tempted. Um, but thankfully we did eventually find a goal. Um, Ginelli won a corner. Freer whipped it in. A really nice corner and Halkett nodded it in. A powerful header at the back post. Um, all in all, I wouldn't pay £10 again to watch the game at Cadenby. Um I would say it was probably worth it um, purely due to Gary Bolin. He was going absolutely mental the whole game. Every decision made that went heart's way, he was just going absolutely apeshit. Um, it kind of made me feel a wee bit happy that I've, I've gave them a fiver to watch their manager have a break there. Fuck, fuck that game, I never want to think about it. <laughs> I don't even want to think about that game ever it was I don't awful. want to hear any more on it um, We'll speak about Rafe and obviously playing at home tonight and it looked, looked, looked pretty good whoa whoa, um, whoa, 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 whoa Can we go back one minute there <laughs> to when you did a voice that was supposed to be Gary Locke it sounded very like someone that you've had on this programme quite consistently <laughs> I'd just, just like to ask if you have ever seen them in the same room? <laughs> well, Gary Locke and Jolly. Could <laughs> Gary Locke potentially be Jolly? Oh, I mean, they've definitely we'll seen like... Spoilers. They're definitely both from Dalkeith. Came out of me, so... <laughs> Possibly. Well, there you go. Possibly. Um, we also had his nephew, Junior, on at one point. I wanted to check him out again. <laughs> Long lost. And we're now going to go over to Hammy for the latest out of context Jambos kickback. Talk away and don't talk a lot of shame. So, obviously, uh, the Wraith game today um, 
there was quite a few feelings aired on kickback um, tonight about that. Um, the first one I saw was when, after the lineup was um, released. That lineup is a piss take. Imagine we lose and have to win at New Bayview, where we all seem to struggle to qualify. Oh, Robbie, I hope you know what you're doing. Obviously, uh, somebody's going to be rushing out to put the lottery on tonight because uh, somebody put up the odds of Whiting to score a hat trick forty to one. They were. Although oh. another poster said, no, don't do that. There's no way that is down. worth it. I know it came in, right? But if you're looking at Craig Whiting, who's never really scored for Hearts, to score a hat-trick, and it's only 40 to 1. <laughs> you put a grand on it. <laughs> I don't know. What the fuck is that team? I had most of them for Cowdenbeath lineup. I am, am I missing something? Changing my score prediction to 1-1. One, one. Worst team lineup I've ever seen in my time of supporting Hearts. Oh, Quite wow. a claim there, I would oh, say. Uh, for fuck's sake, give them a chance. We've got Herring, one of our best players, Kingsley, a new signing who probably needs the minutes, as does Freer. The keeper hasn't been tested yet. We've won our first two games in this tournament. Let these guys show Robbie what they're all about and judge them. Edit, and trust me, I'll be judging come 90 minutes. Quite a, a decent post there. Uh, just seen the team. Thank fuck I'm not paying to watch that. Wait a minute, I am. And again, it... Uh, Nobody was really too convinced with the lineup um, when it was released, and I have to admit I wasn't myself. Um, there was then quite a few comments about Mikey Stewart. I missed his uh, bust up with um, was it Chris Sutton before the game? Mm-hmm. Mikey Stewart and um, Chris Sutton having a bit of a barney about Craig Levine. I don't know why they're still going on about Craig Levine, if I'm honest with you, but there you go. They're just obsessed. What happened with this bust up? What was said? It was basically um, Chris Sutton was. It was Mikey Stewart was having a go. Chris Sutton was defending Levine, saying, "But he's brought through all these youngsters." And he mentioned Aaron Hickey. Mikey Stewart said, "But he came up through Celtic." Um, he said, "Andy Irving, look at him. That's him away in the Scotland under twenty ones now." Mikey Stewart said, "Fair point." And then Chris Sutton totally lost me when he said, "Callum Morrison." <laughs> <laughs> He's just looking for an argument, isn't he? Always. Clicks. Get those clicks. <laughs> so, once the team lineup was digested and everybody was annoyed, we started getting into the game, and I can tell you it got no better. One poster said, at least there seems to be more sense of urgency. Another one said, headless chickens. A lot of urgency, but no football being played whatsoever. Can we stop Gosh. shucking tackles? Wraith getting back into it here. Wraith affair coming into the game. Like the look of McGill, but we'd like to see more link up play in the final third. We've been rotten so far, so thank fuck for that pen. Another woeful performance. This is, I mean, we were leading at this point 1 0, and it's I actually harsh. thought we it were pretty, pretty harsh, good in the first half. Kickback's just the worst. <laughs> uh, as, as it turns out, A.D. White is the uh, the boo boy this season. Um, A.D. White is absolute dog poo. Um, Cochrane as well was getting it. We're still shite at throw-ins, apparently, as well. I, didn't really notice that it was no. that bad. Brandon was also getting it in the neck, and by this point we were actually um, two 0 up. And so, personally, don't see anything in you and Henderson. Absolutely nothing about him. Is there a team at our level who are as bad as crossing a ball? Dead balls, moving balls makes no difference. When you get the when he gets the ball, he's talking about you and Henderson. You just get this overwhelming feeling that nothing is going to happen. And I mean, I'll be hell. With you. I thought Paddy was fucking pessimistic. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, this person's miserable. Was it you, Paddy? Is this your kickback? <laughs> no, I don't lower myself to that. <laughs> and uh, after uh, after the game, you know, we've just won. It's three one. You'd think it would um, get much better. It didn't, mm-hmm. guys. It didn't. Um, played three one three, and thankfully, players to come back in gain match fitness. To be honest, when I saw the team, I thought we might actually lose the game, but it sounds like the subs made us worse. I don't quite get that one, but there you go. I do th- I do think the subs made us worse. I think we lost all shape. Yeah, sec- second half kind of died away. So when the subs came on, were you overwhelmed with any kind of feeling? Because I don't oh. think I've ever been overwhelmed by much. <laughs> I, think I, I mean, when, when, they, when you heart score or, or something like that, but... A player getting the ball and saying you were overwhelmed by feeling that's, that's <laughs> you need a life, mate. <laughs> I know. Sitting watching Premier Sports on your sofa getting overwhelmed by Jordan Roberts coming on. I also don't agree with like 
the comments on the first half as well. I thought we actually pressed quite well and looked like we had a decent shape on us. Yeah, that shape really worked. I, I had no idea what was going on when I seen that lineup, but that shape was really good. I was going to talk about the lineup. Hammy, you said you weren't that keen, but Simon, I was really excited by it. I was going to get to see Haring starting, Cochrane's back in, all the youngsters are out. This will be a really good test for them. I was interested, definitely. I definitely looked at him and went, oh, no. And then I thought, <laughs> because me and you talked about it, but I didn't really, I thought it might have been a 4 4 2, because I just thought, I thought Kingsley would play centre back, but I didn't think they would also put Jamie Brandon in. But I think Paddy, you'll be very used to this because I feel like it's something that Arteta's really brought through at Arsenal. The sort of inverted left centre back. Scotland are sort of trying it right now as well, but not really. They're more just playing a back three. Where you play a full back in a centre back position in a back three. So then when you have the ball, you can push up into a 4 4 2 essentially. And the, the wingers will move up, uh, the wing-back, sorry, will move up into the winger position. A 4-4-3, not a 4-4-2, sorry. But when you've not got the ball, you drop into a back five. So mm-hmm. your your inverted full-backs become three centre-backs, essentially, with the, the centre-back. Harren was playing the, the middle centre-back because he's the only one in that back three who can win a ball in the air. And he, he walked about that pitch tonight. He was just so uncomfortable. He, he's so see, classy. See he's when just I see a him, classy football player. Three legs and all. I, I see him and I think, oh, he's just so slow. But then he's never out of position. Yeah. He's just never out of position. And I don't know if he's slow. I just don't think he ever sprints. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I don't want to draw parallels here, but they used to say Zinedine Zidane. <laughs> <laughs> When he played centre-back. <laughs> Zidane, they used to say that you've never seen a player walk about more than Zidane. And it's, it's like that. It's because he never had to. Phil Stamp. Stamp. I, I Phil Stamp. Stamp. That was for other reasons, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like I was saying, um, with the ball, yeah, it's essentially a 4-3-3. Your full wing-backs become wingers. Um and your left centre back, your right centre back, push to the right back and left back area without the ball. Back five, um, and I think it works. It works if everyone executes. But then, obviously, with the changes and then the change of shape coming into the second half, it did just kind of fall apart. Took a moment, a moment of magic for Messi, uh, Whiten to uh, <laughs> <laughs> to fucking seal the game. Um. Thanks for walking us through the kind of tactics and formation, Simon. Let's just get to the game, Hammy, unless you've got any other belters up your sleeve from kickback. Nah, no, it was all, very much in a similar vein, but also um, genuinely kickback. Now do you think that Whiten is the new messiah um, <laughs> and everything is going to go well? I'm sure we'll get to him at some point and we'll hear our own views, but uh, there was a, a, his own thread about being a goal-scoring machine and stuff. So, yeah, go with that. <laughs> Jambo's kickback is so bipolar, eh? It's scary. Aye, man. Um, okay. The actual game, let's talk through the, the kind of main talking points and tail off into all kinds of other nonsense, I'm sure. Um, <clears throat> the second minute, very early on indeed, a ball was whipped in and it's come off the hand of the Rafe defender. Um, and Craig White and gets us off the mark with a penalty to break his duck. So what was that? It's 22nd, 23rd competitive game for us? 22nd, something like that. He's finally off the mark. Here we go. Um, thoughts on the, the handball, uh, Paddy? You think it was a handball when you saw it back? Uh, yeah, 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 probably, yeah. But I think he... The, the centre, but he was pissed off with with it given, and I'd probably be pissed off if it was me if it was given as well. But in the letter of the law, that's a handball. Aye, that's it. It is now. Um, I had, uh, I've got to say, Cameron, you were just talking about being overwhelmed. I was uh, almost greeting with joy for waiting getting off the mark. <laughs> it was a great penalty as well. It was. It was oh, a really good pen. Aye. I'm sorry, I've actually forgot to mention this from the, the Cowden Beef game. Me and the other 14 people that were still watching the game <laughs> in the, the 92nd minute when Hearts got the, a penalty, Craig Whiten was stood on the penalty spot. And I thought, oh, here we go. Craig Whiten's going to finally get off the mark here. Jamie Walker walked over with the ball in his hand and he didn't even ask him. <laughs> he just walked <laughs> clean away. And I just blame thought, him. Senior never... player, probably the nominated penalty taker. You've got to... I know, but 
that was Hearts. 1-0 up, it was like last kick of the game. Walker surely could have said to him, here you go, mate, go and get yourself off the mark. But no, at least he's done it the hard way, like a young Ronaldo at PSV. He's putting in the hard <laughs> shifts, he's putting hat-tricks in now anyway, so who cares about cow and beef? Um, anyway, I digress. So, aye, penalty parry by the law these days anyway. Um, Hammy, the first kind of 15 minutes were pretty scrappy. Um, but all in all, Hearts kind of started the game on top. Yeah, no, I thought um, Hearts played some really good football. I don't think we never we never really looked like we were going to score, but our passing and our movement, it, it looked a hell of a lot better. And as Simon was saying about the shape and, and probably the players that we brought in probably made that uh, difference. I liked seeing Cochrane in there. He, he had a, an amazing ball out at one point. His passing looked good. Nothing, not Everything didn't come off for him, but... Um, yeah, no, the first 15 minutes, it definitely seemed like we were in control. Um, mm-hmm. And it was good, some good, let's say, some good football. Um, quite early on, uh, Haring, I don't know if you could necessarily say he got skinned, but he certainly got got turned by Duku, who had, uh, had had a good game, nominated by Man of the Match by uh, <laughs> Sutton and, and Stuart, despite White and Satrick. Um, uh, Anti-Hearts bias continues into the championship <laughs> season. Um, just to, to talk about Haran a bit more, uh, what do you reckon seeing him at centre back for the first time? Because he, he's really played centre mid or kind of defensive mid uh, every game previously. Do you can see him there more, on a more permanent basis, or do you think he moves back up again? I think um, I think if he's if he's playing in the championship, we can play him in that sort of back three or even in a back two. And with the teams that we are playing, you hope that he'd just kind of operate as a holding mid anyway. He'd up as, a, as an anchor there, and then when we don't have the ball, he'd just drop into centre-back. You feel like if we have enough of the ball, he probably shouldn't have to do that much defensive work, He's in a, even as a centre-back. I mean, in these last three games, he would have. We've had to defend in these games. We've done it well most of the time. But yeah, I think we can afford to have a... I think he has a hold in mid, and I think we can afford to play him at centre-back in the Championship. No. Yeah. Fair point. So that passing ability as well, you, you want to have a centre-back when you have the ball who's able to recycle possession because the centre-backs in possession-based teams have the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's always good to have someone who can pass it. Right. Um, Peter Haring feet rating, Simon. <laughs> At our level, elite. <laughs> Hi, I would say so. Um, Cameron... Craig Whiten, uh, quite early on, skinned the absolute fuck out that Fernandi Mendy um, and got a shot away for a corner. Um, penalties aside and his absolute wonder goal at the end, what did you make of Whiten through the game as kind of build-up play? And You've made a, a few comments previous to us going on here. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> That's not what you were saying earlier. <laughs> I mean... I wonder how different a day it is if if that penalty is probably rightly called in, at the beginning of the game, and how uh, how different <laughs> the conversation we'd be having right now is. But yeah, he, he looked okay. Aye, that was it. Apart for the two penalties, there was that one moment where he scored, but he didn't really do anything apart for that. But you wonder does does the early penalty just settle him that much that it gives him the confidence that you then get. Aye. Third goal. I, I don't know if it is the same. If if that isn't the case, yeah. But these are the these are the moments careers are made on. Aye. Just get just getting off the mark. They always say that old cliche. Just have have one hit off your bum and go in. That fumble it in. Just get a goal and then go for there. Don't think about getting five or ten or not scoring. Just think about just get one goal and then work for there. And you got three. Well, you got to think. What was it? Four goals in his heart's career, and suddenly three in one night. So it's. If that's not a confidence boost that pushes you on, then there never will be one. Red panties night. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what that means. (laughs) It's an old maroon panties night. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Craig Whiten doesn't have a very good touch, I'd say. (laughs) (laughs) There's an understatement. Yeah. Well, what do you reckon, Paddy? Um, I mean, th- there's plenty of strikers out there that 
just don't involve themselves in build-up play. It's why in one of them or Jinky just had an off day. Uh, but th- this 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 off day has been happening for the last twenty three games. If if that's the way he's going about it, like yeah, he scored two penalties that were both well taken, and the third goal was good, really good. But I can't help but thinking that his first touch was atrocious for it, and that's how he actually got past the defender. Mm-hmm. But it was still a great take. So he had a I great night. As as Cameron said, if if a hat trick doesn't push him on, nothing will. And to be fair, the way things are going, he'll probably get a Scotland call up for tomorrow night's game. <laughs> uh, apparently, that Fraser Hornby is going to get get himself into the Scotland squad now. Record. He's broke the record today, didn't he? For yeah, under 21 for the under-21s. Oh, yeah. I never realised until I, I googled him earlier, he's actually left Everton now. Eyes in France. Yeah, getting his game over in France, which is interesting. So That's amazing. We ne- we've barely even heard about that. I know. I didn't hear a thing. No. Good Scottish boy from Nottingham. <laughs> Another one of these. Another Ollie McBurney. Probably calls Hamden an absolute shithole. <laughs> um, anyway, Paddy, on the 25th minute, you messaged the group chat to say that you were quite, that we were playing quite well. We were looking good. Um, before ha- Hammy quickly replied with, Jambles kickback, we disagree with you. <laughs> um Towards the, the kind of end of the first half, we were playing some really nice uh, free-flowing football, weren't we? I, I just thought we were pressing well. There was They were going in groups. It wasn't, like, erratic. And when we had the ball, we looked good on it. Like, But we still didn't look like we were going to score, like Cammy was saying. But at least there was something. Mm-hmm. But I'd say it's, uh, we're looking better than last season, even under Stendhal. Based on that performance tonight, I think you can uh, you can already see Nielsen's kind of new system deployed. Well, I think tonight we played a completely different formation than the one Nielsen wants to play with the full strength team. Hmm. I don't think he'll play three at the back when we have everyone fit or taken out like um, Suter and um, Berra because they'll be out a lot longer than everyone else. But when like Boyce, Naismith. Walker, Smith. Andy Irvin, Smith. When they're all back, Hal Kitt, when they're in the squad, I think we're playing a 4-2-3-1. And I think you know that because in the two other games where he played the perceived better players, that's the formation we went with. Yeah. I think tonight worked really well. I think it worked because Ray thought we didn't expect this. Mm-hmm. I think we'd been training for a 4-3-2-1. I think it's it is quite good that we've got um, got quite decent squad depth at this level. Yeah, that, at this that, level, you'd, you'd, you'd want to be walking over most teams with a backup team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be, uh, be very unlike Nielsen not to play a back four. Uh, yeah. At Hearts previously and at Dundee, he's always played a 4 4 2 or a 5 4 1. So, aye. But you never know. Maybe, um, maybe Big Jig is having an influence on him. He's telling him to just let his hair down, enjoy himself a bit more. Three at the back. Who knows? I think it worked, and I think it. I think it can be seen as negative because the way Scotland use it, they do three centre backs. Well, two centre backs and a centre mid playing as a centre back. But when you look at teams like Arsenal, who play it, they very much play it as an attacking formation. That when they have the ball, there's really only three defenders, mm-hmm. and everyone else is pushed forward into the other half. So I think it can work. No, no harm in playing at home when we're clear favourites. Eh? Mm. The pressure on. We shall see. Um, Cameron, quite late on in the half, there was a, a stomp on AD White. Um, did you see that one? And should it have been a, a straight red? Before we go on to that, can we just talk about how angry AD White was from about five minutes <laughs> into the game? <laughs> <laughs> he is an angry Fair man. enough. He was getting targeted 100%. They've been mm. told to wind him up. Oh, and it, and it was working because, I mean, I think. He, there was a point where he took the ball for a throw-in and then almost kind of <laughs> took the boy out by pushing the ball back into his face, uh, <laughs> which I quite enjoyed. But um, yeah, it's certainly uh, a man that's obviously very easy to trigger. Um, but yeah, I, I, I did see the stamp and um, yeah, I, I think any, any kind of stamp you've got to say is a, a red card in this day and age. It's, it's, it's not something you can go around a football pitch doing. I don't know how the referee misses that as well. He must be looking right at them. You would have thought so. 
Um, Craig Napier definitely had a busy day at the office. Two penalties, the stomp, a raging Eddie White for 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> tons of stuff going on. Intense looking guy, man. Aye, he's got some stare on him, eh? For a Looked wee really guy. young as well. Aye, I'm sure he's like in his late 30s. I think he just looks young. He looks like a wolf pretending to be a human. <laughs> Aye. Um, Cameron, what's your, your thoughts on all, all anger aside, uh, A.D. White's performance today? Jinky's uh, won any plaudits? <laughs> it's for me, no, not really. Um, he, he gets involved quite a lot. Um, I'm not sure the, the, the skill is there. To be honest, I think he he, work, he obviously works hard, but um, and maybe a decent squad player. But for me, he doesn't he doesn't start in our our best eleven. Mm-hmm. He works well in that formation because he has just so much energy. He puts a shift in up and down. Aye. Um, what happens? What's happening with Ben Garuccio? I really thought he'd be getting plenty of minutes under his belt before the season started. He he played the first game, did he? No, was he subbed on the first game? I'm sure he started the first game. We've Feel like I've, I've certainly seen him play. Aye. This tells you a lot about how good the previous games have been. I <laughs> <laughs> mm, uh, just would have thought he would have been um, trying to pin down that position. Um, speaking of uh, left-backs, let's have a, a chat about Kingsley a bit more. Um, Hammy, what's your, what's your thoughts? He's looking like quite an athlete so far. Eh? I like the look of him. I do. Um, he looks very assured at the back as well. He doesn't look like he's. Um, well, he certainly doesn't look like he's not played football in a while. Mm. He's he's came straight back straight into the team and, and played well. He's he seems to have a decent cross on him as well, which is something we've been severely lacking. Um, and just another good sort of um, experienced head in that defence. And and I have to admit, whilst we've looked very ineffective going forward these games at the back we have like barring a minor few blips here and there we have looked pretty solid for um, the first for the first couple of games that this defence have played with each other yeah I think they've been I think they have obviously they're going to make mistakes they're, yeah. they're learning what the other players are like and what their tendencies are and how to play with them so there are going to be times where they make mistakes but I do agree I think they look so much more solid than we did under Stendhal yeah mm-hmm. oh I it helps when you're not sitting in the opponent's half with your back to <laughs> Stendhal's cocaine football. Um, Stephen Kingsley, he's only 26, like we were saying last week. You know, if he uh, he puts in a good couple of years for Hearts, still got many good years ahead of him. Still a very young man. He can sit on the bench at Celtic. Exactly, <laughs> or maybe even Rangers if his favourite colour is blue and orange. <laughs> um, speaking of a. Uh, Another position, uh, central midfield. It kind of feels like we've went from nothing to multiple options now. Um, open forum with the season starting this Friday. Who would you say is our strongest midfield two at this point then, with our, our fully fit squad? Andy Irvin. And I think Nielsen will play him alongside Ollie Lee, but I would rather play Ollie Lee further forward and play... Probably Haddon. I'd probably play in there. I think that's our best too. When everyone's fully fit, you'd not have Haddon in at centre back. So Haddon and Annie Irvin? Yes. Sitting with Ollie Lee a bit further up. Uh, I could see Ollie Lee being on the bench quite a lot this season. Yeah, I think, but with the emergence of Jamie Walker playing in the middle, yeah. I, I agree. I, I kind of see Lee playing in 10. So it's occurred to me that. Stephen Naismith could end up being Jamie Walker's backup as number 10 this season. We'll get on to Stephen Naismith. We have some strong opinions on him. Uh, we, are, we had a big fallout earlier. <laughs> get to it. Got a bit nasty. Do I just go for it now? Let's go for it now. Me and Hammy, tag team versus Simon and Cameron. Paddy, Linesman. Um, I'll lay out my position. I think since Stephen Naismith has signed for Hearts, he has been extremely underwhelming and we probably should not have signed him. Hammy, swing back first, please. <laughs> um, I, I don't think we necessarily shouldn't have signed him. I think he's a great addition to the, the squad, the team. Um, but 
And he's he's just a great player. He's obviously still looking to get Scotland games. Um, I think he can be very good, but I do have to agree with Simon that this games I've seen him play this season, I think he's looked, and it has only been two, he has looked fairly unfit and just a bit disinterested, to be honest with you. And you saw that at the tail end last season as well. I still think he can prove to be a top quality player, though. Um, I think he just needs a bit of a kick up the arse. Well, he came off at half-time against Cowden Beef with back spasms. Apparently, it was an absolute agony. So, I reckon he's picked up a knock really early on, and he's played through that first half in a lot of pain, which, which is why it looked like he couldn't be bothered. Obviously, that's not a good sign, which no. leads me more towards um, Simon's uh, side. What was it? It's three-year deal or something, isn't it? It's three years four. left. Aye. Four oh, yeah, year three deal. years left of that four-year so, deal. So... Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> come on now. If he's turn this into a handicap match, <laughs> <laughs> Terry, Terry Long will come out there now. Can I sort of take the middle ground here? Because I sort of agree with both, both ways of thinking about it. But I think that you get, you could probably get a really good coach out of Stephen Naismith, which was probably the thinking behind the the long term contract. Very expensive mm. coach. Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> I think the thing, the thing is, there's probably the, the, there's a point in every player's career, and they'll get to that where the the injuries add up. You know, they've been playing football a long time, and it's it's possibly just not there anymore. And the player will probably be the last person to admit that. So you know, he'll he'll have gone into the contract with good intentions, and you know, I'll play it out, and I'll still be playing at the level I've always been able to play at. And the truth is that. It doesn't always work that way for everyone, and you do just get to a point where it's it's potentially, you know, it's, it's over. And and I don't want to say it is, but there is certainly the potential that we are looking at the very very tail end of Stephen Naismith's career. All the evidence points towards it being over for Stephen Naismith. He can he stay fit, and even when he's fit, he isn't in our. In my my opinion, I'd love to hear otherwise. He isn't in our best eleven anymore. My response would be, I think he came back from injuries and he had a good long spell, fully fit, in a very bad Hearts team towards the end of the Which end of he last was season until we had in. I think if it wasn't for Naismith, I think we would have been that far away from 11th place. We would have been, we wouldn't have even challenged the demotion. <laughs> With what? What well, did he have, like three goals in the league? It's not just the goals. Naismith had a ton of assists and a, a very important player in build-up play. If we never had Naismith in that team, we would have had literally nothing. We would have been getting absolutely pumped off Hamilton. We did, have we we did pumped get pumped off, off Hamilton. <laughs> no, we came back and drew with Hamilton. <laughs> Jarvie, what if I flipped the question on its head and said, would you be signing and paying Stephen Naismith to sit on your bench? Because you essentially just no. said that he's now a backup. Not not this window, but the window before, I was I was happy that he signed. Not happy that it was four years, but I was happy that he signed again. I was happy that he signed as well because I thought, well, if he stays fit, this can be a player that that's great for Hearts. Mm-hmm. I think for what we get from, we shouldn't have signed him. Right. You I think he's now he's now going to be a backup, and I think it's going to be Liam Boyce up front, Jamie Walker behind him. Right. And, I, and I hope it is as well. And I definitely don't think he's in our our best eleven. However, you don't know what kind of money he's on. You know, he might be on a, a, a um, pay-for-play kind of contract that Levine was famous for, for handling as well. That's what Lafferty had. And a, few, and a few people who you thought were big earners are all on these big bonus schemes. So you might not be getting Sorry. paid too much. I thought it was eight grand a week. Was it not something like that? Yeah, I thought that was something that... need to see the, the source for that one. It's probably, <laughs> did you read that on Kickback, Paddy? <laughs> I think there's probably a difference between getting a player in like Kyle Laffer, who obviously had issues in his career and personal life, where he would take that kind of you know contract, whereas Stephen Naismith had no reason to take that contract. You know, he's yeah. he's, he's come from a good, good level, Aye. a much better level than, than Lafferty ever played it. But remember, Hearts was appealing for him as well. He wanted to come back to Scotland for his family. It was the perfect level for him at the time before we suddenly imploded. Um, 
And just remember that when the good times were good, Naismith was absolutely vital for us. I mean, when he's fit and when he's in form, there's not many better, even in the league outside of Naismith has had had one good half season for Hearts. And what a half season it was. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, if if he's on eight grand a week, the answer is no. He's not worth it. And I, I wouldn't say I'm happy about that. But if he's on two grand a week and six grand of bonuses for playing and scoring and what have you, then yeah, I'm happy he's in and around the club. But I think it'd be very unfair to, to write him off now because you've watched one half against Cowdenbeef where his back was fucked in one game against Inverness where it was his first competitive game back. So I think it's far too early to be writing him off and give the man a chance. I think we review this, review this at the end of the season and, and we'll, we'll see whether or not he's washed. No, he's retired. <laughs> <laughs> Cancelled his contract. Played his last game against Cowden Beef. <laughs> Has anyone got Naismith for their top goal scorer? Well, none of you will. No. Should just ask myself that. That means his voice as well. Fair enough. Um, back to Rafe. We had a second penalty awarded on the 40th minute, which Whiten uh, nicely put away again. Um, can't you mind who was talking last Paddy um, you, you saw the challenge do you think that should have been outside the box and therefore a red card or do you think scary eyes Craig Napier made the right decision in awarding the penalty uh, yeah probably uh, penalty should it not be a booking though should that not be a second booking well so Napier's gave that as a genuine attempt to play the ball just a, a foul which is so, that rules mental because it's in the box makes it a different decision from being outside exactly. the box. Because it was in the box, he didn't get a booking for that. But if that was outside, or in my opinion, it looked like he made no attempt to play the ball. He's straight nah, arm he, up he to just him, rugby tackled him, I. Which is a straight the, red card. Did you see the divot in the ground? That's where he yeah. slid eye. And he does slide and he misses, but the, and there is cover, but it's the fact that he just takes him out. That's Come the red card. Yep. And um, that would be, he's making no attempt to play the ball, so that would be, uh, try to remember the, the actual word in for it, well, he's making no attempt to play the ball. It's just a straight red card for that. Or if he's bringing him down as he's going into the box, that's denying an obvious goal-scoring opportunity, and that's also a straight red card if it's outside the box. So, he's also on a booking as well. So Yeah, very surprised. I think... I think Napier's going to weigh that up and said, penalty, no card, or does send this boy off? And it's a free kick here. And he's went for the, the second penalty for Harps. We'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it could have been a route if they went down to 10 men. We'll never know. Um, that led us into halftime. Um, aye, there was no halftime entertainment. I was kicking about my house. I had to go to my neighbour, pick up a parcel. <laughs> <laughs> Socially distanced, I hoped. I was picking up a parcel. I wasn't cooking my dinner in my kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'd say the second half was um, a bit less eventful, safe to say. Um, But just uh, to go on to the the, the, um, Rafe Rovers goal on the 54th minute, Simon, uh, Dooku scored an absolute pearler. Aye, um, once once they let him get into the box to take that shot, the, there's nothing really anyone can do. The, the issue is just stopping it before it gets to that point, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some better decisions, um, some a bit better positioning. And that's the issue sometimes with a, a three at the back. If there is a quick transition, you get caught out. We got caught out. Do you remember whose man it was? Who was over on that side? Was it Brandon? Yeah, Brandon on the right eye. Yeah. I thought that Dooku looked like a good player, though. Yeah. Did, yeah. I think they, the comment, um, Mikey Stewart must have said a thousand times on commentary that he came from the English non-leagues and how ah. that's a, a really good signing policy for Scottish football now. Which just makes you feel sick when they talk about Scotland signing players like that, doesn't it? But aye, he looks good. The English um, clubs are doing this. That Ollie Watkins, he came from a non-league. Mm-hmm. Jamie so, Vardy. Jamie Vardy, famously. So, yeah, yeah. So if we can find players like that who can then go on to be sold by Wraith or whatever for what, they'll probably sell for Wraith for like 20 grand and then automatically wherever they go, they then become worth 15 million. Hmm. Aye. 
Um, I think they were saying that he's done his ACL three times. Oh. And he went some, off like a niggle today. Some effort getting back fit one, say. No. I might have got that mistaken. I'm pretty sure that was right when he was down. Um, and just to, to speak a bit more on Dooku, he was awarded the Man of the Match award <laughs> from um, Chris Sutton. Uh, it was really nice. The, the camera panned him and he was chilling in the stand drinking a strawberry Yazoo. <laughs> <laughs> What a guy. I know. Um, other than, uh, I guess, other than Craig Whiten, which would only be for that one goal anyway, who are you giving a, a Man of the Match award to today? Um, it was all very 7 out of 10, wasn't it? Aye. Yeah. I don't, I don't those... mind. Yeah, I don't mind giving it to that Dooku. Yeah. Doesn't bother I, me. Aye. Like, nobody stood out in that game. Even though yeah. Craig Whiten got a hat trick, he didn't stand out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know he must be thinking like how the fuck have I managed that <laughs> good on him I, yeah, I didn't care if he falls into the goals 20 <laughs> times this season if he does it I'm buzzing yeah um, from the after that goal 55th minute through to the 75th minute nothing happened the game was dead very it was scrappy. so scrappy. <laughs> this is where all the subs were, were coming on. Um, 75th minute, Rafe Rovers had a penalty shout for a handball on Kingsley. Uh, there's nothing he could do. Don't think it was awarded because of how close he was when the ball was hit. Um, and Rafe Rovers can get to fuck, said Craig. <laughs> 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 uh, Paddy, your young player of the, your predicted young player of the season, Jamie Brandon, he's kind of done fine over the last three games. Um, do you think he can hold down the right back spot or challenge Smith for a bit more rotation? What, what do you think? No, Smith is so much better than Brandon. He showed his versatility, though. He, he is. He's a hard worker. Yeah. He is. Um, he... And like, like you, you don't want to put Smith to centre back to play with Brandon at right back. You want Smith at right back. Yeah. I agree. It's uh, nice problems for Nielsen to have, but having some options at least. Uh, um, uh, the, the game remains pretty quiet. Uh, 81st minute, Rafe almost scored from a, a, a wide free kick. Um, Ross Stewart done well getting across to his near post, making a last gas save. Um, Hammy, first of all, can we have a, a goalkeeper feet rating, please, for Ross Stewart? Um, above average, I would say. Above, uh, There was a couple of dodgy kicks out but um, above average yeah I'll go with that nice um, also Hammy Ross Stewart has neck tats <laughs> do he's a possibly a sweaty I think there is a possibility of Papa Roach being in the changing no, room before no. games like. <laughs> they're not they're not the neck tats of a sweaty they're the neck tats of like a George Street style Boy. Space boy, aye, I think so. Aye. Oh, I thought aye. they looked a bit like meat hooks, like Mark nah. Lesnar back tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should confirm this, and uh, we'll, we can bring it off again just in case. Aye. I'll message him. Are you a sway or a space boy? <laughs> he definitely <laughs> skates, sports drinking, ocean spray, singing Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> <laughs> He's got tattoos under his hair, like four twenty dog face. <laughs> Spending far too much time on TikTok these days. I know. Um, Cameron, all in all, are you happy looking ahead to the season starting? Are you are you confident of a Hearts victory and a good season ahead? How are you feeling? Um, and I, I think I've still got confidence that, that we'll do what we need to do in the championship. I think. Um, the, the squad is probably still good enough. I, I'm not overly thrilled by the performances we've seen with so far, but you've really got to take into account that these guys haven't played competitive football for a long time. So, um, yeah, no, I think I think we need to be optimistic. I think we need, this is the beginning of us trying to get ourselves back to where we'd like to be. And um, my real hope is that we actually get to some games at some point in the season. Mm-hmm. It, did, it has it has feel like we are making improvements and making changes and Robbie Nielsen's getting to know the squad a bit better and who's who performs on the day and who what he what he can look out for in players and stuff. So I agree, I think it looks good. Hi. Um Simon, if, if someone offered you 
the results we've had for these three games before we played them, would you have took them? 1-0 no. Inverness, Cowdenbeef, 3-1 Rafe? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you want? I'm glad we won. I mean, it wasn't so much about the scores. It was about the performances. Yeah. Cowdenbeef, fuck that game. Um, <laughs> and Inverness... Uh, I don't know if Inverness are actually maybe all right, or we just let them look all right. But it is our it was our first competitive game, so fair enough. But yeah, we're we're looking better. I thought tonight against Wraith at times. The thing is about tonight is this isn't going to be our starting lineup or our starting formation, so it's hard to comment on whether it's good or not. Mm-hmm. But Dundee's the big test, isn't it? That's the yeah, that's the watermark. That's where we really see where we are, and because that Dundee squad isn't looking great. So this is the same. That's the same question, so isn't it that, that we're asking with the Scotland games? And it's do you take those results with the the not so pretty performances, or are you looking for more on the pitch? I guess two different setups. Probably with Scotland, but we'll take any kind of result. And with Hearts, you'd right. actually like to see a bit more. Yeah, because the Scotland are one-off games. Hearts, this is a, this is a bit consistency. This whole point at a table. Absolutely. Um, I've just realised I was just about to move on to just talking about the Dundee game that we haven't we haven't specifically spoke about the greatest goal ever scored at Tynecastle, eighty six <laughs> minute for tonight. Genuinely, um, one of the better goals I've seen in a, a long time at Tynecastle. A hi. great, great run, and he absolutely rinses that boy who was being a wee bastard all night. He was, <laughs> he was honestly, he was smacking into folk, and fair enough, obviously that's what you're going to do. But he got absolutely rinsed, and he took on his bad foot. He took his penalties with his right foot, and he scored that goal with his left. I think he's very bull-footed, Whiten. It was a great finish, and I thought, that's maybe the hope that these two penalties have actually kicked him on, and he thinks, fuck it. Fuck cow down beef. Let's go score a hat-trick against Wraith Rovers. Cue the return of Liam Boyce and for Whiten <laughs> to get... <laughs> Craig Whiten doesn't play for the next six games. <laughs> uh, what a goal. Well done, Craig Whiten. We give you a lot of shit on this podcast, but you've given us a wee glimmer of hope. Aye, man. Wait, credit where credit's due, man. A hat-trick at any level. Yeah. You're buzzing. Aye. But he's absolutely buzzing the now. Sitting oh, playing Call of Duty or something. Just like... <laughs> Red panties, night. Maroon panties now. There we go. Um, so I, let's look ahead and talk about the, the season opener after all this time. How many, what's it been, about 220 days or something? It's our last league game. Oh, at Two home. lockdowns. <laughs> Two lockdowns ago. <laughs> <laughs> so on Friday night we play uh, Charlie Adams, Dundee. <laughs> um, where to begin here I'm absolutely buzzing for it and equally as gutted that we're not going to be there to see it in person um, Paddy what, what's your thoughts generally going into it now I still think we can beat Dundee of course we can and aye like I think we're a much better team than they are yeah we've got to set the tone we've got to just go and smash them give them nothing don't give them any hope. So other teams watching that just go, fuck's sake, this is the fucking year where we're just all going to be here again because hearts are definitely going up. That's what, what we want to set the tone. The first three games, just wallop them. Just absolutely wallop them. Be bastards. If we're winning 4-0 with like half an hour to go, just keep going. Mm-hmm. Like we did last time. Right yeah. Watch us make Adams look like a prime Pirlo. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, see when you said Charlie Adams Dundee, that all I've got in my head is some kind of advert for like a, a builder's yard. Like, <laughs> you need timber and bricks. Get yourself into Charlie Adams, Dundee. <laughs> oh, could have been his life. Could have been. If he never broke through on Blue Haven back in the day. Oh. <laughs> um, Simon, at Northern Ireland, they're playing tomorrow night uh, away to Norway, I'm sure. Uh, Michael Smith and Liam Boyce will be part of that squad. So you've got to think they're not... It's been in the papers today that they're going to be in the squad. That they won't be starting. No chance. Even if they're on the bench, I'd imagine. What kind of changes would you like to see? Um, who would you like to see starting, I should say, against Dundee? 
Um, Ross Stewart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, obviously, Gordon picks himself. Um, the back four is really, really up for grabs. If Michael Smith's not going to be in there, it's going to be Brandon. Um, centre-backs, Halkett and Popescu. Mm-hmm. And then probably Kingsley. I think that's a really good back four, to be honest. Considering we've barely seen them play, they've barely played together. Mm-hmm. I think that that's going to be quite good. Add in Michael Smith to that. Right, we'll that's, a back, that's a backsmith that can get you relegated any year. <laughs> <laughs> Midfield, I have no idea. Anyone, anyone got any suggestions? With I reckon he does start Ollie Lee. I'd like to see Andy Halliday starting. Yeah. Yeah, you think Andy Halliday probably starts. I hope maybe Andy Irvin doesn't start either because of the under-21s game tonight. Mm-hmm. Is that Was that in Scotland? Yeah. No, it was oh. away to San Marino. Oh. Was that away, was it? Right, so so Andy Irvin might not be in the squad. Ginelli obviously starts. Yeah. He's been brilliant. I thought, I genuinely, I know I ripped him for taking his time to like, uh, sign for Hearts and all that, but I think Elliot Freer's actually looked quite good. He has, yeah. He's, we finally found someone good at taking crosses as well. Corners, I should say. Yeah, he looks he looks like a decent pickup, especially for free. I mean, all the players we've signed are for free. Maybe it was him worth so taking his time. Yeah. <laughs> Still looking for a number nine. I'm no busy. <laughs> uh, any any rumours, Paddy? I've heard the, the certain availability of a a French midfielder. Oh, we don't need N'Golo Kante. We've got Haring. Hammy, <laughs> <laughs> um, how are you feeling ahead of Friday? What are you looking to see? I like the, the the boys have said already. I I really want us to go and proper destroy them. Like even the the night I think it was we had a corner in the like eighth or ninth minute or something, and we just seem to try and waste time a bit. I didn't want to see that. I want to see us gunning for them for full full game, um, a comprehensive win to get us started, um, and a generally a better performance as well than we have done, um, which I think. Because it's going to be our first league game, I think we might see us open up a bit more and attack them a bit more. That's what I hope, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I still have a very niggling doubt in my head that the SPFL and SFA will just cancel the season. But so, <laughs> I genuinely can't wait till Friday and it starts. That's I just that's the thing as well. We need to we need to start well just in case they do cancel the league and we have legit uh, reason to then go. Well, we get promoted then. <laughs> that's the rules. That is the rules. Um, anyone want to talk about the, f- the £5 million funding received this week? <laughs> Too boring to talk about. The £5 million the SFA got. Oh, the oh, loan. The loan. <laughs> I suppose it's that's no like funding. funding. That's a loan. <laughs> well, it's bank funding. <laughs> Spanish bank funding. Aye. So essentially, Santander will now own Hamden when we <laughs> cannot pay this. <laughs> because what makes you think that they've planned this well? <laughs> <laughs> two years to repay that. Aye, two years before they have to sell handed to Santander. T- taking out more debt to um, write off other debt. I mean, what could possibly go wrong with that? And I can almost guarantee you some of the chief execs see that money. Oh, aye. Oh, I just like don't understand how people can get into the position of being so inept yet paid so much money. <laughs> like honestly, how how have these people got there? That's enough about Cameron. Don't don't, um, don't ask me. <laughs> I think about that about myself every day. <laughs> I just every day I'm like, oh, I just hope I hope I'm doing this right. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna get found out today. Oh, I. That's every day I'm like, I'm going to get found out. <laughs> <laughs> What's Neil Doncaster's salary? It's £350,000 a year. Is that right? 400000 I thought. Too much. Just make sure right, too much. Either, either one's far too much. He's got I the job. He, I, I think he earns it all pretty well, to be honest. He's got the game close to his heart. He clearly loves Scottish football. I don't know what he's on about. <laughs> 
Uh, some boy. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thanks for joining us once again. And thanks to Paddy, Cameron, Simon and Hammy for your time. Join us next week as we look back to the Dundee game and look ahead to Arbroath on yet another Friday night fixture. Um, if you aren't following us already on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at hearts underscore podcast. And if you want to send us an email for some reason, it's heartspodcast at gmail.com. So until next time, we'll see you again soon.